What is going on, Flyers Nation? Good afternoon to all. The Philadelphia Flyers on some Sunday afternoon hockey on primetime TNT. And, of course, the post-closure era. Get a win, a convincing win. This was a nice win for the Philadelphia Flyers. Obviously, this season, there's not much more to reconcile in the 2021-2022 season. Claude Giroux is finally gone, and we're starting to look ahead at the next season. But this, there was a lot of redeeming qualities within this game. That really had me excited. I was excited for a Flyers power play. I was watching Joel Ferry as he made his case why he should wear the C on the sweater. Yeah, we're going to go there today, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm actually happy about the Philadelphia Flyers, despite what went down this past weekend. And, of course, the Flyers season's been up. A big fat. Right? So... A lot of good, a lot of good things to talk about here today. Of course, we're going to talk about the hottest topic that is with the Philadelphia Flyers. Claude Giroux, longtime captain, thousand games with the orange and black, is no longer with the Flyers, and he's now with the Florida Panthers. I will give you guys my thoughts on the trade. There was a lot of debate, a lot of talk about this trade, and I and I know that it wasn't what we probably expected it to be, even myself, but I will try to calm you guys down as best as I can every every time we talk about Philly sports. But what is going on? What's happening, Facebook? What's good, YouTube? What's up, Twitter? We got TikTok in the building. Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to Flyers Game Recap. I am your boy, El Parcero Philly. Of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, Leave your thought in the comment section. We're talking flyers. We're talking there's we're talking trade deadline tomorrow at 3 p.m. We got the NHL trade deadline. And of course, you guys can check that out. Uh obviously you guys can check that out. And what well, you can check this this game recap out as well. As I'm trying to fix here, I realize that we're a little bit slow on YouTube, which is all good. I fixed that in two seconds. But what is happening, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning on in. We're going to, of course, like I mentioned, leave your comments in the comment section. We will get to those in just a second. And I just put the link into the to the talk, into the chat. So you guys can come on in. Give me your thoughts on the Flyers. Give me your thoughts on Claude Giroux. You can come on in. I'll, all you got to do is copy that, URL, that, copy that link, put in your URL, head on backstage, and I'll bring you guys on in a second. Of course, TikTok, same thing. Leave your comments if you guys want to come on in. The uh, link is in my bio here on TikTok. You guys can come on in on YouTube and you can join the fun here for Flyers game recap. But let's get to it. So starting lineups here today for the Flyers, obviously a little couple couple different changes here for the orange and black. But your top line, you had Derek Broussard centering James Van Riemsdyk and Cam Atkinson. Your second line, Kevin Hazy centering Joel Farabee and Travis Konechny. What a great game for the for this line here. Your third line, Morgan Frost centering Oscar Lindblom and Owen Tippett, the brand new flyer. He made his Flyers debut right away. Their solid line here tonight. Uh, tonight. How many times am I going to say tonight today? <laughs> your fourth and final line, you got Patrick Brown centering Maxwell Willman and Zach McGowan. And of course, your defensive pairings. Yvonne Proveroff with Cam Mueller, Travis Sanheim with Rasmus Ristolainen, Keith Yandel with Nick Steeler, and of course, your goal, mind, your net miner here today, we had Mr. Carter Hart or Kata Hat, however you guys want to discuss him. Go get Kata Hat, ladies and gentlemen. Go get Kata Hat. All right. And then, of course, in this game, um, to start off, I, I mean, I felt like the Flyers played a pretty solid game throughout the whole entire um, game. Obviously, in the beginning, the Islanders had a couple opportunities. Uh, the Flyers were we're just, we're trying to uh, trying to get the flow of the game going and get the momentum on their side. Unfortunately, though, twelve with 
in, in uh, the 1250 mark, you had Casey Sezikis get a puck near the blue line, and then he just rips this bad boy. And unfortunately, Zach, Mc, Zach McGowan and Patrick Brown were caught in no man's land. The flood. Both of those gentlemen and, of course, Carter Hart lose track of the puck, and the, the Islanders would go up early, and that would be the first period. In the second period, the Flyers would, would awaken. They would arise here in this game. 422 into it off of a this play was really made by Joel Ferry. We're going to talk about Joel Ferry a little bit later, but Joel Ferry, great job of tracking behind um, the Islanders uh, um, uh, forward. And he tips the puck and it finds Travis Konechny, which then finds Kevin Hayes and these three with little tic-tac-toe. Uh, Hazy gets it right under Sorokin's glove and the Flyers would tie this game up. This was a very good uh, period by the Philadelphia Flyers in that first half. They put the pressure on Ilya Sorokin and they had an op they had a couple opportunities. Uh, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, the Flyers would actually get a power play goal in this game. 1455 mark in this game uh, in the second period. I'm sorry. Kevin Hayes with another goal and another goal that was created by Joel Farabee diving, saving the puck to get it to Kevin Hayes, who was open and he would rip it past Sorokin yet again. And the Flyers would get that was pretty much the game winning goal. And the third period was a solid defensive performance by the New York Islanders. Obviously, look, or, I'm sorry. Yeah, solid defensive performance against the New York Islanders. We know what it is. We're going up against the Islanders. How many times, guys, have we watched the Flyers go up against the Islanders, have a lead, play solid hockey just to blow it in a single minute, a single second in the third period, and the Flyers did a good job of holding them off in that third and final period. Now, look, I will say this. The Islanders this year are not the same team. They've been battling injuries, and it's obviously an older team that what they got, especially as these years go on as well. And five games, seven days, that's a lot to ask for, especially for a team like this. And I and I do think that the Islanders, they lost a little steam at the end of this game, and the Flyers took advantage. They held their own. And I do think that they were playing with a bit of emotion following the Claude Giroux trade. That is a big loss. And Claude did not want to leave Philly. We all know that Claude wanted to stay in Philadelphia. But at the end of the day, Claude does if you're a competitor at the ultimate level, you want to be the best of the best. You want to hoist that trophy, and Claude realize, realizes that as well. So I do think that the the guys really did a good job of responding, and I do feel like a lot of players stepped up here in today's game. But you could truly feel the emotion from the Philadelphia Flyers throughout this whole entire game. But I was really impressed of how guys were able to step up. I thought the play was really clean uh, throughout as well. The Islanders had a couple of nice opportunities, but um, especially like it, like even in the battle in the neutral zone, the Flyers did a really good job, especially in those first two periods. They did a, they uh, forced some turnovers from the Islanders in that in that um, in that neutral zone and were able to get opportunities. Um, I do. I don't like the fact there was a couple there was a couple instances in this game where the Flyers were entering the zone with no men with them, and that kind of ended any type of attack that they had on on that instance. But overall, I thought this was a really solid game. Now, obviously, a lot of eyes, and if you were following the Flyer social media team, a lot of eyes were on Owen Tip uh, Trippett, who was making his Flyers debut. And oh, by the way, this dude looks like Wade. Allison's doppelganger. It looks exactly like him. His hair might be a little bit of a strawberry red, but it looks exactly like Wade Allison. I wish I could put the pictures up here on YouTube, but it is it's pretty identical the way they look. But wow, 
That is a debut, ladies and gentlemen. I thought he looked really good. He looked really clean. He had, th I thought he had three solid opportunities to get, uh, to get a goal here, um, on in today's game. But he, he kind of fell to what we saw in scouting. Or he, he was a great skater. I thought he was really clean on, um, on the on his skates. And obviously, he can shoot. He's definitely a shoot first minded guy. Second period, he had an opportunity where he found a loose puck and just freaking ripped his pad boy. And he just missed it. He hit the woodwork there. Uh, but definitely used the what we saw in the uh in the uh scouting report, we definitely saw here. And I thought he did a good job of of uh creating for others as well. So unfortunately, couldn't get a goal. Would that would have been a something if Owen Trippett in his first Flyers debut gets himself a goal to start off his uh his his tenure with the Flyers. But um he Obviously, I don't want to say that he's kind of in a place where he needs to start performing because he it, he was a top 10 pick in the 2017 draft. And, oh, by the way, the Nolan Patrick draft. <laughs> so he's everything we want Nolan Patrick to be. But, uh, no, I, I think that with, with the Florida Panthers, he kind of – it was a little similarly to Markel Fultz besides the injury problem with Markel Fultz. But he was in a situation in Florida that we're ready to win. He was still developing into a player. He saw a lot of AHL time. If you look at his AHL numbers, I mean, dude pretty much averaged a, a point a game uh, down with the Carolina checkers, and he it just needs opportunities. And now that the Flyers are kind of looking forward to next season, he has an opportunity to come here in Philly, kind of show what he has and make his mark with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, but I thought he did a really solid job here today, uh, and I can't wait to see some more from Owen Trippett. Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes. Ladies and gentlemen, in his eight last eight games since returning back from his groin injury, he's got four goals, three assists, and two two of those goals were here today against those New York Islanders. And look, I thought that his line put him in some good situations for him to kind of uh, convert, especially on both of those goals. I mean, Joel Ferry pretty much set up both of those goals, and Kevin Hayes capitalized. But this is definitely something good to see. Getting those goals definitely builds a confidence back. Kevin Hayes is a solid center, but that that line in general, I thought, did a really good job. And TK, I put it on TikTok here today, and shout out to everyone that showed love to that TikTok. But I do think that I would like to see what our options are with trading Travis Konechny this offseason. And I don't want the Flyers to continue falling for these guys who are young with potential. You've given TK now three years. He hasn't taken that next level in his game. And I do think you can still get a lot of value. I still think that there are good teams out there that they can give you uh, good, good stuff back, good young, pro good young prospects back as well. And that's definitely something I would visit. It's not. Listen, it's it's a it's a thought, right? We're we're trying to figure out how we can get this thing going into the right direction. Um, we'll get to how what I think was going to happen, but I thought this line looked really good. I thought TK had a solid game, but Faraby, Joel Faraby. He, in my opinion, was the man of the game. The way he made uh, made uh, great, I want to say great effort plays on both of those goals. And just the leadership factor as well. Uh, TNT had a mic'd up here today, and you can kind of hear uh, what was going on on the ice. You know, when guys are coming off the ice, being the first guy to give them those fist pumps, that was de those are definitely great things to, to see. Of course, we all know, the high expectation now for Joel Farabee after the comments that that Claude Giroux made in his exit from Philadelphia. Um, and just the way we don't talk about it enough, but just the way he sees the ice knows how to create the, the he he knows he moves a step ahead of the play. And, and I think that 
that is going to be big going forward uh, with this team. But um, look, I, I, I want to say that with the Flyers, look, we know that there's a, a void of talent, you may say, with the Philadelphia Flyers at the moment. But I'm a little tired of these past couple games where the Flyers just continue making looking goalies better than than what they actually may look like on the day. Now, that's no shot at Ilya Sorokin because I do think Ilya Sorokin is one of the good young goaltenders that are in this league. But 37, or 30, 37 shots here today on goal on Ilya Sorokin, and you only converted two of those. And this has happened before. I mean, on Friday night, we were going up against the Ottawa Senators. And no disrespect to Anton Forsberg, but we should have gotten more, more, more shots than what we did against against them. And and again, we continue seeing this throughout the uh, throughout the game. That's kind of why we're in the situation that we're in, where we're at the outside looking in the playoffs yet again. But that has to be something that definitely gets fixed. We'll see what happens there. But. Awesome stuff. All right. Well, I see the comments here, guys. I see the comments here. 28. Yup. Absolutely. We're going to get to the closure talk just here in just a second. What's up, Juan? We got Juan. We got Eli. We got Anthony in the chat. What's going on, TikTok? What is happening? Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen. TikTok, do me the solid. Keep smashing that screen away. We're going to get to all the comments and questions in just a second. What is happening? We got Luke is Luke is cracking in the comment section. What is going on, my man? And yet again, I'm going to put the link to the comments section, guys. If you guys want to come on and give us your thoughts on today's game, the closure situ- trade, you can definitely come on in. And we'll allow you guys to come in as well. So definitely good stuff. TikTok as well. If you guys want to come on in and discuss, we're talking Flyers and Islanders. We're talking closure trade. Link is in the bio. Where you guys can come on in and you guys, we can talk one-on-one for sure. But let's get to the Clojure talk and then we'll get to some of the comments and then we'll go backstage. So obviously, look, yesterday Clojure trade happens. He, we knew this was coming for probably last 24 hours before the trade happened. We knew he wanted to go to Florida. We knew he was going to go to Florida. Package comes out. You get Connor Bunneman, uh, Ermain Rubsoff, and a 2024 fourth rounder to Florida. Uh, obviously we get Owen Trippett, we get a 2024, uh, conditional first round pick, and we also get a 2024, uh, third round pick. And obviously look what I wanted to mention first, guys, I know the trade package was very underwhelming. I get that. I completely understand. When I first saw the trade, I was like, what? Really, what we got for Clojure? And I remember we were talking about how the Clojure trade needed to be. It needed to be. Uh, we needed to make this get this right because we do know that Clojure is a very important piece of what the Flyers are trying to do over the last decade, right? But then, as I always do, started to take a second, actually analyzing this trade. And that's when I step took a step back. Like, all right, you know, it is what it is. You can't control the situation, right? So. Uh, when what we got to remember as well, Clojure had a no trade clause. Clojure, in his time with the Flyers, deserved that no trade clause. That's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. All right, he earned that right to tr- pick where he wanted to go. That is that is the point of a tr- no trade clause. Clojure, one thing I saw a lot of Flyers fans saying, Clojure owed this owed this franchise. Why? Why do owe this franchise? And for all my adults out here who avoid jobs, let's put it this way. If you want to take a job 
it, it, let's let's say what Claude Giroux did in Miami. You want to go to sunny South Florida, get your tan on, get your Cuban cigar on, your your Cuban mojitos. If you want to do that, what do you owe the company that you're currently working for? That's the same thing with Claude Giroux. What does Claude Giroux owe to the Flyers? He gave it his all for, for 15 years. He wore that seat to the best of his capability. We, I, I know the whole argument about him not showing up in playoff series. Obviously, there's been a lot. I've heard the whole, oh, game seven against the Islanders in 2020. I get that. But also ask yourself, what was the best line that Claude Giroux played with with the Philadelphia Flyers? Yes, it was Yager and Hartnell back in 2012. That was a boatload of years ago. That's almost a decade ago. And that is the best line he played with. So what does Claude Giroux actually owe this franchise? He wants to stay on the East Coast. Florida's a really good team right now. There's so much that there is no pressure on him anymore. All the pressure was on Claude Giroux here in Philadelphia. When the Flyers are playing bad, who's the first one that gets blamed for it? It's not even the head coach. It wasn't even the front office. It was always, why is Claude wearing the C? Well, why the hell is Claude playing with bumps on his lines? <laughs> Come on now. So uh, that uh, I just I, I do think that it sucks. It, it just it's a situation that sucks, right? It, the trade was not what we all wanted. But that is the reality of life. Uh, we would all like to live in this fantasy world where Claude Giroux would just go up to the front office and hey, you know what? Colorado is going to give you the a, a great package. You know what? I'll go to Colorado for you, Philadelphia. I will do it for you guys. But it doesn't work that way, guys. It really does. And, I, and I'll be quite honest with you. I think if a lot of you guys were in that situation, you probably picked the same thing um, that, that Claude Giroux did. He wanted to play with Florida. He wanted to do that. So, um, and another part, another thing to remember too, is that if he didn't do this trade, well, regardless, they were going to do the trade because he wanted to do it. But Claude was going to leave in the offseason. And guess what? You would have gotten nothing for him at that point. Okay. If he would have left in the offseason, you get nothing. So at least now you get Owen Tripper, who, look, he didn't, he had a great debut. And I, and I do want to ask you guys. Does Owen Trippett's debut, it was a really solid debut. Does that change your opinion on this trade? Owen Trippett, young, still a young kid, promise here to, oh, I know it's one game, he showed a lot of promise, was in a situation where he didn't get a lot of ice time in the NHL level. So uh, does your opinion change after what you saw here today? So, And also what I want to mention, guys, do we do not need to bring Claude Drew back. There is a possibility that Claude can come back next year. He's going to be a free agent in the offseason. It's time to move on, guys. It's time to go ahead and find those pieces. Yeah, um, Jonesy was on the uh, was on the broadcast team here today for TNT. Brought up a really good point. The Flames are a really good hockey team right now. Johnny Hockey is an unrestricted free. Who's to say Calgary goes into the playoffs, has a run, maybe sniffs a cup? And then Johnny's like, hey, man, it's been my dream to play Wells Fargo Center. Now, kid from Swedes, or, uh, or no, he's not from Swedes, Salem County, right? Used to go, I used to grow up going to the center. Maybe he saw the spectrum. I think he's around my age. I, I was old enough for the spectrum. I only went to fandoms games. And what if he's like, the Flyers got a boatload of money to spend and they will get some, mon uh, get some monies off the books, right? The, pr the problem is you still have way too many contracts that are still in the books, but the Dave Scott said it. We're, uh, Chuck Fletcher is going to get the open checkbook. He's going to be able to spend all the money that he needs to, that he feels as if 
can get us to where we need to go. What if we get Johnny Hockey here? Now, these are all possibilities, and these are all just hypotheticals, but we need to move on from Claude Drew. We love Claude, and that's the most important part thing I want to mention, too. We love Claude. He will be a Flyers legend. I truly believe that 2-8 will be, but it is time to move on. This trade sucks, but this is the reality of a business. This is a business, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's open it up to the comment section. And then, of course, guys, again, you guys can come backstage. I put a link there so you guys can come on back. Let me answer some of these TikTok comments here, guys. If you got any comments, questions, concerns about today's Flyers game, we got Claude Giroux trade talk. What is going on? Eli, I appreciate you checking on in. Anthony plays baseball. I is that a Knicks? Oh, that's a Sixers. We got a Sixers fan in the building. And by the way, all my Sixers fans, stay tuned tonight. We'll have a Sixers game after the Raptors game. Awesome stuff. What's up? We got David in the chat. What's going on, man? David, David, all you got to do is keep tapping that screen. Share this bad boy out. Let's get those Flyers. Let's get those Flyers fans in here. What is going on? Uh, David, we're going to keep it uh, Flyers related. This is the Flyers game recap. We just had our union game recap uh, late last night against NYCFC. If you want to check that out, that is on my YouTube channel right now. You can listen to that as well. That is all on my link tree, my guy. Appreciate you che checking on in, man. Thomas Green checking on in. I like that trip. It got, listen, trip it looked really good today, man. He was skating really well. I like the uh, the offense production he provided today for the Flyers. Luke, yo, cracking one last night. Hey, shouts to y'all. Shouts to y'all. All right, guys, let's go backstage now, and let's uh, bring on my man Ian Fitzmeyer on to the Flyers game recap. What's going on, Ian? I'm doing pretty good. Actually, I finally got that um, Sixers jersey that you guys have been wanting me to get for a while now. Hey, look at that. I, Stole I went, the number from Isaiah Joe. <laughs> yeah, I went with the custom rod, so I'm like, oh, because I know that's going to save me time and money. Players, but when I looked, everyone said, Oh, Trippy looked good, Luke Trippy. Yes, he did good, but I'm gonna wait to the end of the season to get an idea what we're gonna get out of him for the next few years or how many years we have left on his contract. That's the main thing, but because I know I'm thinking Yandel and Braun are gonna get traded today or tomorrow because I honestly think tomorrow's the deadline, and then Jones as well, maybe with Bassard. I think some of those guys are going to get packaged up. I was hoping more for the Drew deal so we could get more picks along the line from these guys. But now I'm just, we're just going to be hoping for thirds and fourths at, at this rate. Because um, I think they just confirmed uh, Mayu just got was sent to Anaheim. Yeah, he, man. That was like, ugh. And I'm looking at next year we have I think now 13 guys officially on the roster. A bunch of the guys we were supposed to bring up are expired. So, I, but I think JVR is either going to be traded, may at best case tomorrow, which is going to be like 50% retained for this year, next year, or he's going to get traded in the offseason for half of it retained. Because I do think they are going to go for Johnny Hockey no matter what. He's one of the three guys I think they're going to go after on that left wing. The other two would be Philippe Forsberg and um, Bronje Oski, who's on Colorado. I know I butchered that name. But those are the top three wingers I think they're going to go for because they're all unrestricted free agents. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking at it now. Um, it'd be a. T- I'm curious if anyone would sniff on JVR. That's the one I'm looking at. So I'm looking at now. So he's got about a year left, and before he hits uh, unrestricted free agency, uh, so he's got four. He's got seven million, uh, or he's got seven million left uh, on that deal that he signed back in 2018. Uh, and I would love to move on from JVR. That's like one because uh, the money he's being, getting paid right now and the production is just not matching up. But um, yeah, the Mayhew one was def- that Mayhew trade was def or the uh, waving was definitely a question mark in my opinion. But then when I look at it, uh, you kind of had to make room for uh, Trippett, who is a right winger and probably would have played that pos- position that Jerry Mayhew has been playing there. And because at first I was like, why would we keep Woolman? But wave Mayhew but then it didn't make sense at that point but um look you got Wade Allison uh in the in the minors right now he actually has been looking good for the Phantoms uh Isaac Ratcliffe uh which I believe he was right wing when he was up here he's also been looking good down there as well uh so it it, you're gonna well I think we'll see more of what this roster is gonna look like going forward for the rest of the season uh following tomorrow uh, the latest, I'm, I haven't heard much of Keith Yandel. He's, he was only signed a one-year deal, so I don't know if a franchise would like to trade for Keith Yandel because I, he hasn't really played well enough for yet to kind of trade for him. But I do think Braun is going to be gone. There was a reason why he got scratched here today late. Mm-hmm. Um, and Martin Jones could be one as well that could be on the move if a team's looking for some depth at, at goaltending. Uh, Mark Andre, I believe, is on the block right now. We'll see where he goes. And then if I think it's Toronto team- that Jones is going. But for sort I keep hearing him getting linked to Toronto. But it's going to be half retained, so we're going to retain 900000 so we might get us at best a second or a third. Broussard's tricky for me. I think we could get something out of him because he his production has gone up to the trade deadline. So someone might take him as a good depth piece. But then when you hit Ray Allison, I'm like, oh, his contract's up as well this year. I'm like, God damn it. Like it's a ugh, I hate it. If you look at Cap friendly, you could do like the um GM thing. You could see it next year is like, oh my god, it's like it's a mess. Yeah. What the fuck did this year? I'm like, and that's why everyone's like yelling, I'm saying, you did, did Jack Watt, and even with Drew wanting to go up, had Colorado as a possibility list because I want to see what were the other trade offers. Mm-hmm. If they were better, and these piece of teams that he would go to, why did we not make those deals instead of the Florida one? Because that would have gotten under my skin even more. Absolutely. Ian, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. We're going to we have to get some more people on here, but uh, you really bring up some uh, good points there. The one thing I've heard a lot about Flyers fans bringing up, why didn't we trade with Colorado and said when they had the better package, like I said before, the no trade clause. And he earned, Claude Giroux earned that right to have a no trade clause. And he wanted to go to Florida, so you had to make it work. Now, one thing I will say, because of the package was so underwhelming, part of it too being Chuck Fletcher. Don't think Chuck Fletcher is a is I don't want to say not a well respected guy. Have seniority for a while now, but I do think that some teams do find him a little bit as a fool. I mean, just look at the Rasmus Ristolainen trade. Although Risto. Is solid, not worth the money either in the package we gave up for him. And oh, by the way, Robert Haig is now on his way to the Florida Panthers as well. Um, and and of course, I don't and on the Derek Broussard part as well, 
he's he only signed a one-year deal i do think he's i don't see him getting traded tomorrow either he hasn't i i he's played a little bit better since coming back from his in, latest injury uh but i don't think well enough for a team to go out and make a trade for him uh either so we'll see what that comes about tomorrow at 3 p.m all right let's go backstage again and let's bring on the uh philly irish drew what's going on drew what's happening my man nothing much man just more Philly, seeing more Philly teams make stupid moves, man. <laughs> it's it, it, listen. It's there's good, there's bad in Philly sports, man. It, this is a this is a tough one for sure, man. What what? So give me your give me the give me your thoughts, man. The full thoughts on on the trade, brother. I think it's very underwhelming. I I thought we should have traded Claude Giroux, you know, you know, couple maybe a season or two ago, but you know he has a no trade clause. But at the same time, he. Him as being a long-time flyer and everything, wanting to see the team do well, he should understand more than anybody. Hey, if you're gonna, tr if they're gonna trade me, they gotta look for the best deal possible for me. And they knew that he wanted to go to Florida, so Florida knew they could come up with a subpar deal and probably get it done because they wanted to honor Claude Giroux because he's been there so long. But at the same time, we didn't get. We didn't really get any better for the future. We got a first-round pick and a third-round pick. So to tell you the truth, he should have got at least maybe another first-round pick with that because he's still a good player. He can still contribute to a contender. So, but I figured after when this season, like when they started going on the one, the first losing streak, this is a team that was probably going to put it all away, take trade all the good players, and rebuild from scratch. Which, I don't want them to do it, but they're going to do it. But problem is, I don't think the right people are in place in the office that's going to make this team any better. I think we're going to be a bad team for the next maybe seven to ten years. Oh, man. I just think Seven to so. ten more years? <laughs> I'm thinking seven to ten more years we're going to be a bad team. Oh, man. I just don't think we have the right people in office and they don't like, I don't, they don't like spending. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. we say that about the Phillies, but the Phillies are spending now. They're over the luxury tax they for the it. first time in like forever. So, and the Phillies look like they're going to contend if they get a little bit more bullpen help. They're probably going to be a favorite. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Drew, what I, what I would say is I, I listen, I get the sentiment. And I, I myself looked at the trade. And I was like, this is all we got for Claude Giroux, a generational player that we had in our franchise. Um, but I, I do agree with the fact that the, this front office, I think they're a little bit delusional. I've talked about this before. Now, if you've heard Dave Scott and Chuck Fletcher at the midseason presser, they actually think the opposite. They think they are closer than what us, the fans, actually think. And Dave Scott, from the words of Dave Scott, he's essentially allowing Chuck Fletcher to have the open checkbook to make the moves necessary going forward into next season to make this a contending team. Now, myself, I I thought this team should rebuild once this season was going nowhere. But there is a lot of contracts still left on this team where I don't think a rebuild is feasible because of the money you already have invested in the team you have right now. I mean, they just gave Rasmus a contract, which I don't feel like they should have given. That was to me, that was a little bit too much. I like Risto, but even myself, I'm like that. Come on, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, we need to be, we need to be finding those generational talents. I've talked about it on these recaps. I want the situation that Detroit has. Those guys have some great young talent. 
no, like they're not going to be winning right now, but at least the future's bright. And at least you're watching young kids who are fun to watch. The same thing with like the Anaheim Ducks. I want that type of situation. And instead, these guys are just, they're just swinging for the fences every single time. But sometimes you need to get a hit here and there. And they just don't know how to do that. And, and the other problem too is we, the young players on this team right now, the Provies, the TKs, they haven't taken the next steps like they have. They, they were supposed to. So there's serious infrastructure issues here with the Flyers, and that's kind of my scare now because that trade they made for Claude Giroux, that was in hopes that they are going to build with with the with some of the prospects they have. They obviously let um, the Soiners go. They let Mayhew go on the waiver wire. They're gonna go look at the college scouting ranks, but uh, I mean, when you got young guys who like TK and Provi taking steps back, that concerns me for the young. Uh, crop that's coming in as well. The only other thing that concerns me more is your goalie, Connor Hart. Because Wasting him, with that talent around him, if the, we don't have good defense and he's and he has bad games because of that, when you go, with the, hey, hey, we're going to probably have to trade him, his value is going to be shot. shot. And that's a, and he's, he's an up-and-coming good goalie. But yeah. you've got to put the pieces around him. And that's the and that's one of the main issues this foul team has lacked in years. And they finally got a goalie because we never could get a good, consistent goalie. And we just haven't been able to ever get one. We always we thought it was checkmatic and he, yeah. he didn't try to be consistent. Hextor wasn't always consistent. Puchet wasn't always consistent. We finally got a guy that could be consistent, and we just don't make the moves. To, to put around him. Now, we have some players on the fans that look promising. We yeah. could probably look at them to bring them up and everything, but that means we also got to draft better, which I think we lack in drafts at some points. We got to draft better. We got to make better free agent acquisitions, not sign too old like players that are too old because the Flyers have a history of signing Players, good players that were that are just too old that are out of the prime. Sure. We can't do that anymore. If we're gonna sign players, we gotta sign the free agents that are young, that are that are good, that are gonna be good for a while, and give them the big contracts. And they just lack doing that. And until they do that, they're not gonna get better. And and this front office, here's the thing: the only reason why that front office thinks that they're closer than there is because when you get to the playoffs, the eighth seed. A lot of times would be the first seed in the first round. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The worst teams in the playoffs will normally beat the best teams in the playoffs because it's not dance. always guaranteed that your first seed team that you're going to advance for. That's the only reason why I think they say they're, they're closer than they thought. Which they're trying to say positive at the same time, but at the same time they got to look at it and say, "Hey, we got to get this right. We got to get some a lot areas right. We got to get scouting better." And until all this. Until they do what they say they're going to do, this team's going to suck, and it's a shame. Absolutely, Philly, Philly Irish, true man. I really appreciate you calling, in, man. It was a great talk, great conversation with you, man. Let's keep our heads up high, and hopefully, we can see some fun play from these guys, from some of these young players. Hopefully, but you enjoy the rest of your afternoon, my man. I appreciate you calling in, brother. You too. Thanks. Thank you so much. Great talk with him, and it, listen, it brings up a really good point, and I do understand the concerns uh, with with the fan base. I understand the trade, what what the package we got back it doesn't mean I'm okay with it. And that's kind of the point of, of here today is that 
unfortunately, just a circumstance with Claude Giroux's no trade clause and him wanting to go to Florida and Florida just knowing they had the leverage. And Chucky, I don't, again, I don't want to say that he's not a not respected guy because he has some seniority within this league. That's part of the issue as well. Uh, two points I forgot to mention that I wanted to bring up. Uh, to me, Travis Sanheim has continually, again, looked like the best defenseman on this team. And I thought he had a really good game here today as well. But uh, providing on the offense, but also making smart moves defensively, I think he has grown in that aspect as well. And, it, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but I want to make sure that we are not wasting the youth that we have, right? So the way they have been moving, pushing Cam York back and Morgan Frost back and forth between Lehigh Valley and Philly. You got to give them a set role. Uh, I love York up here. I'm not ready to kind of give up on the Pro V Cam York partnership. They have been struggling a little bit. I mean, Cam's got to play on his, on his non-dominant hand with the stick. So that's a little bit of a concern as well. Uh, but I thought that I actually think that York and Trippett added something to the Flyers power play. And that's why I look more effective here today. Um, even on that fourth and final power play opportunity where they didn't get a shot on and, um, but they were able to move the puck around on the out on the outside, on the uh, exterior of the, uh, on the lines there. But, uh, I thought that looked much better here today. All right, let's go to one more person backstage and we're going to sign off here. Let's bring on to the Flyers game. Recap. What's up, Luke? What's happening, brother? Not much. The Kraken won last night, which is a positive. Did you guys just trade Giordano? Giordano? Yes, unfortunately. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised because, like, for example, the last person you had on here said, like, teams get, like, really good players, but they're old. Gio was one of those old players. Yeah. And yeah. So Kraken traded two players in this trade deadline. Okay. Yarn Crook and Giordano. Yeah, man, looking at it right now, looks as if... Wow, we got 51 points now. Holy crap, we're, we're moving on. Huh? All right, so the <laughs> Kraken right now with 44 points... I mean, listen, you guys are in a good spot for uh, the trade, uh, the, the draft lottery. 44, uh, 44 for who was that other team? The Coyotes. Uh, Montreal still with the best odds of 43 points. And then the Devils at 49. Um, yeah, you guys are in the running there. And, and listen, it's you guys to, to be like the cat, uh, be like the, uh, the the Knights. Like that's tough to do right in your expansion year. And it's going to take some time. You're just going to have to keep building it, my man. Yeah, I remember. Me coming on here one time, I think is, I, I remember you saying one time, like, Hackstall has to, like, keep, like, the lines going and whatnot, like, he has to, like, keep on switching in and out the lines throughout the games, and, yeah, so, I, I feel bad for Philly fans today because, uh, Mr. Giroux is out of there. Yeah, man. He's gone. Gone Claude Giroux, man. What 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 do you think as an outsider? Ooh. Um I think that the Flyers will like scout like young teams and whatnot. Like young players. Mm -hmm. And so I think that 
you guys might get like a good deal of draft picks, but it's neither here nor there. But anyway. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Luke, I really appreciate it. It's good talking to you, my man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk in the next recap, brother. Luke is cracking our saddle fan, checking on in. And, and yeah, well, we may, well, it did bring up a good point. I do think we're going to go younger uh, in certain aspects, and we're going to start stockpiling a couple draft picks maybe tomorrow uh, with the Brawny or Martin Jones deal potentially. Um, but it's it seems as if they're going to kind of retool with both the draft and try to hit a home run in free agency. That's my that is my thought with what I see right now with the Flyers, um, just based off of what Dave Scott talked about with the open checkbook and what um, we had uh, with, with obviously closure Roos deal. You know, you get two draft picks here and um, you're opening spots for some more young players to sign NHL deals and. I kind of think that's where we're going to go as well. What's up, Christian? I see you in there, my man. I didn't want to interrupt uh, Lucas Kraken, but I appreciate you checking on in. All right, guys. So next up for your Philadelphia Flyers, we will be back in action this Tuesday, uh, 7.30 tip-off, or tip-off, uh, against the Detroit Red Wings. It'll be in Little Caesars Arena. Obviously, remember when we got back from the NHL All-Star break, we played those guys in Philly and in Detroit, and we lost both of those times. So we'll see that fun, young, excited team that we went up against. And, you know, maybe that we have a younger bunch. Maybe it'll go better. Uh, some redeeming qualities in this game against the also maybe hopefully we can have back-to-back -back wins. We shall see. I know a lot of Flyers fans probably want to lose and tank for, for the rest of the season so we can get that top draft pick, but we'll see. They're definitely not going to be tanking. You got to see what you have in this young town. That's what you got to do for the rest of the season. But, guys, thank you so much for checking on in this game recap. I really appreciate it. It means the world to me. Please make sure if you guys have enjoyed the content to leave that uh, like or uh, hit that like button. That would really mean the world to me. And of course, if you guys are a fan of Philly sports, you want to join the family. All you got to do is subscribe. Never miss out on any of this content and join on in this family. And if you're more of a podcaster, we do rebroadcast form. You can find it under Oin Philly sports and you can find that wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. And I'm telling you guys, let's go Flyers. Talk to you guys soon.